Hello and welcome to Big Ideas Into Action. This is WRI's podcast, Relaunched. I'm Nicholas Walton and in this episode, the big idea is tackling road safety. Can a city be truly sustainable if pedestrians, cyclists and children get injured or killed on the roads? We need to have more people walking and cycling, but if it is very dangerous for them, they will not be able to do it. So what can be done? We hear from Ethiopia, we hear from Turkey, and we hear from Colombia. We create more bike paths, we create more sidewalks. The speed of the city reduces and it allows us to have less accidents and crashes. In fast-growing cities like Dar es Salaam, primary schools located in low-income areas are very vulnerable to road traffic injuries. And these are the schools which are... In 2019, the winner of the WRI Ross Centre Prize for Cities, which spotlights transformative urban initiatives, was Sasai, a project aimed at making it safer for African children to walk to and from school. It looks at streets from the point of view of children on foot and redesigns them. Carry out assessments at the schools to determine where the problems lie. In Europe and North America, many take such a thing for granted. But in Africa, children are twice as likely to die from a road injury as elsewhere. Sasai started in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania, using data to pinpoint the most at-risk school areas and adding simple but impactful safety changes. The fact is that as more people across Africa, Latin America and Asia move to cities, for example Addis Ababa in Ethiopia, road safety is becoming increasingly important. Over 55% of the world's population now live in urban areas. This shift has brought opportunities for many, but it's also led to traffic jams, pollution and, unfortunately, road accidents. They're now the number one killer of children and young adults between the ages of 5 and 24. This is Habtamu Zerahun. He came to Addis looking for opportunities to make a better life. He found work as a builder, got married and had children. Everything was good, but in 2016, Habtamu was travelling in a minibus on the way to work when a speeding car caused a traffic accident. Although his legs were badly injured, he survived. In richer countries, this story about a traffic accident might have been a purely medical one. But for Hab Tamu, the impact has devastated his whole life. His injuries mean he can no longer work. He lost his job and his home. He had to move way out to the edge of Addis to a tiny shack where I met him. Even then, with his wife working, the family barely makes enough to cover the rent. On top of that, they need to eat, to pay the people who deliver water by donkey, to pay for their son's education. And they simply don't have the money, all because of one single traffic accident. The message I took from Habtamu Zerahun is that road safety is a critical issue in our rapidly urbanising world and a key focus of WRI's Ross Centre for Cities. But this episode of WRI's Big Ideas Into Action podcast isn't just about making the world's cities safer, it's also about the links between road safety, development and sustainability. I'm currently involved in supporting effort related to developing and implementation of sustainable transportation project 
in Turkey cities and African countries like Ghana, Ethiopia, Senegal, Kenya and Uganda. This is Tolga Imamoglu, who works on road safety out of WRI's Turkey office in Istanbul. The issue on road safety is particularly important for low- and middle-income countries where the fatal and the serious crash are problem, right? The roads are essential to development because they connect the families, the health centers, markets. So supporting road safety has to be part of the global development challenge. The road should be redesigned. I think that we are at the point where we should start to think about how we can redesign the roads, for example, in Addis Ababa. This redesigning of roads that Tolga talks about is critical. But it's not just about road traffic. It's also about making sure that cities develop in such a way that residents don't need to have cars. As a WRI cities program, we have an approach which is that public transport should be key intervention to reduce the fatalities and injuries by avoiding the private vehicle use. Cycling and walking is also another key component for us, for WRI, in order to reduce the traffic fatalities and injuries. I'm providing the technical assistance for cities to develop a strategy to create safe, walkable and cycling environment. If we are looking for the legacy, especially in African country, the capacity building is a key issue. We are providing the training on speed management, safe system approach, the raw safety work, the training on safe cycling principle, as well as data collection. Data is a key issue. If you are working on raw safety, you should collect the data. I'm helping the city how they should collect data, how they should analyze the data in order to manage the resources to fight against the road safety problem. So how does WRI's road safety work look on the ground? To find out, I spoke to two members of our team over in Bogota, Colombia. Hector Donado is research analyst for WRI's work in Colombia. But first, Jessica Kisner, who's the road safety coordinator. I think our main challenge in Colombia in road safety is to change the mindset people have about road safety. Most people don't find it to be a problem, not even like a safety problem or like a personal problem that they have, even though most of the people know somebody that has died or has been in an accident, a car accident, bike accident, a walking accident due to the traffic. So even though it's something super common in Colombia, nobody really understands it or really takes it into consideration as being a problem. By not addressing it as a problem, it's very difficult to do policy, to be able to understand and to be able to shift people's mind. Very small changes that we do in our day-to-day life can be a significant change for the whole country. And because of not understanding impact, it's very difficult to really move forward with a lot of the projects. And as we've been always kind of designing our cities more into a car-centric idea of the city, to be able to make progress with other modes of transportation has also been a challenge that little by little and step by step, we've been able to open a space and a conversation and dialogue with the governments and with the citizens, but there's still a long, long way to go. And Jessica, what are the type of solutions that you are bringing up in Colombia for to improve the safety of the roads there? Yes, we have great projects here in Colombia. 
as I said before, we've been working in Cali, in Bogota, and with the national government. And we've been tackling a lot uh, the speed management, the idea of speed as one of the risk factors of road safety. For instance, in Cali, we'll be working on a decree to reduce the speed of the city to 50 kilometers per hour, as it is the most appropriate speed for speeding in cities, in urban areas, like the maximum, I mean. And uh, we've been also finding spaces to open new bike paths. This is uh, nationwide, mostly in Bogota and with, with Cali. So we've been uh, opening new new bike paths, even for, with the emergency and the pandemic that has happened. We had emergency path lanes, which were very successful in, in the city of Bogota. We did some recommendations. We did a whole study about how the impact in road safety from the stance of velocity and the stance of victims. We've been working also in generating more on-the-ground projects. We're starting a new project in, in Bogota with Barrios Vitales, which is trying to make places instead of just spaces in the city and trying to make more place-making and neighborhood and walking distance and bike paths. And so we're trying to change also the idea of the city as for the cars and more a city for the people. We designed City for People, the velocity and, and, and the speed reduces, which is quite what we really want and what we are tackling like on the front line, as this is one of the biggest problems for road safety. As we design cities more for bike paths and we create more bike paths, we create more sidewalks, the speed of the city reduces and this allows us to have less accidents and crashes, which is what we really, our main objective with the whole initiative. Mostly we work from the point of making technical documents to support policy, but also we design infrastructure, safe infrastructure that changes the speed in the cities, more aligned and more upfront with the bikes and the, and the walking idea of cities. Hector, if I can turn to you, what is the way in which the, the specific issue of road safety fits in with the way cities are planned, with the kind of urban development in Colombia? I think the big mistake, not only in Colombia, in Latin America and in the global south is we're thinking about cities and we think in urban development and uh, mobility as a things completely different. And I think that that is incorrect. We need to think about cities as a one big thing, as a complex. Uh, we need to create uh, cities more dense, more compact, more clean, connected. And this thing in the urban development design can impact the way the people is moving in the city. And if we create cities, walkable cities, when people can bike, I think that we can create more safer cities. I think that the, the key is to think about these two things, the urban development and the mobility and the road safety as one thing. What kind of difference does it make to a city's development? It's not just in terms of obviously keeping people safer uh, personally and making the city a more pleasant place. It, it has a wider impact. Yeah, I think I think when we start thinking the city about the people, about the people who live in there, about their well-being, well, I think that this is the way that we can create more safer cities. Hector Donado and Jessica Kisner. You're listening to Big Ideas Into Action, WRI's relaunched podcast, this week looking at how we can tackle road safety in the world's rapidly growing cities.
So we've heard about what road safety work looks like on the ground in Ethiopia, Turkey and Colombia. But exactly how does this issue tie in with sustainability and development? Claudia Adriazola-Style is the Director of Health and Road Safety for WRI. Road safety is about having competent users of the road, but it doesn't stop there. We really need to see at the system in how the system of roads connect to sustainability. In the 90s, the Netherlands and Sweden started reflecting on why, if they were putting all their efforts in education and enforcement, their road safety numbers were not going down. They look at something that was really interesting back in the 70s with the oil embargo, and they realized that there were fewer fatalities when the speeds were lower because of fuel consumption. And at that point, they started understanding more that humans are prone to make mistakes. They are extremely vulnerable to kinetic energy, to be hit by a vehicle at certain speed, and that we need to create, therefore, a system that protects them, that the responsibility is shared. It's not just to be given to the road user, but rather the one that designs, that plans, uh, that implements measurements in the cities need to have also responsibility. That is absolutely key if you think about, for example, cycling. Cycling is a very important piece for sustainability. We need people to be walking and cycling if we are serious about talking about climate change and quality of air. But if we put them in a dangerous situation, in a risky situation, logically they will not do that we see that the majority of fatalities in cities are among pedestrians, cyclists, and other vulnerable users of the road. So we need to create spaces that are safe so that people can cycle and walk more. So this is actually about creating a more sustainable city almost from the roots, embedding it in the design of the city. Absolutely, that is correct. The city has to reflect on what are the needs of the human being and not trying to think that humans are perfect, that will not make any mistakes. And if we try to design a city with those parameters, the city will look absolutely different. Then we will give more space for pedestrians to be able to cross the street. There are certain places where pedestrians have to cross the street every 500 meters or 800 meters, that is five blocks or eight blocks, that will not happen. According to research, pedestrians will only be able to entertain crossing at a pedestrian crossing for no more than 200 meters. So we just have to reflect on how is the human being and how do we need to create these spaces so that they are safe. So how does that work in a rapidly developing city? I'm thinking of over the last year, I've been to Addis Ababa in Ethiopia and I've been to Kigali in Rwanda. 
And both of them are very typical African cities. They're, they're growing at a, a, an astonishing rate. They're quite chaotic. And I was just wondering how you keep ahead of such kind of organic growth. Around the world, we have every year 1,350,000 people that die in traffic crashes. We are all in this moment suffering from a global pandemic that has killed us of today 1,050,000 people. So road safety is a hidden epidemic and one that has to be taken into account with all the experience and research that we have available. So for cities that are growing right now rapidly in Africa, in Asia, in, in Latin America, I definitely believe that road safety has to be one of those indicators of success or failure. We're going to see in the next 30 years an immense growth that history has never seen in urbanization. We will have 25% more people living in cities. That is about 2.5 billion people. It's like having new 290 Londons. So we are urbanizing rapidly. And if we continue designing cities that are not for humans, but only for those that can afford to be in a vehicle, protected by a vehicle, we are going to fail not only to the cities because they will be more congested, but we're going to have more air pollution, more traffic crashes, and more disparities. So this is a very important moment to reflect on how the past organization uh, that was all linked to motorization has made a huge impact in our lives today and how there is a different way, a better way to go on urbanization. Now, I want to give you a second thought. A country like Ethiopia with 80 million people, they have 1 million vehicles. I will call it an opportunity to think differently on how they want to grow in their cities, how they want to move around. We are seeing right now working on the so-called 15-minute city. That means that you can walk or cycle or use mass transportation and arrive to your destination in 15 minutes. How wonderful will that be if the places that are growing in Africa, in Asia, in Latin America can think about that model rather than a model where we are all going to suffer more, which is just pure motorization. The strong health component is pretty clear. You've got the traffic accidents and, of course, you've got the, the pollution element as well. But what's the sustainability element? We need to have more people walking and cycling. But if it is very dangerous for them, they will not be able to do it. So we have to think about road safety as this enabler that can make cities more sustainable, that can make them more livable. 
And that was Claudia Adriazola's style, ending this episode of WRI's relaunched Big Ideas Into Action podcast with me, Nicholas Walton. If you go to the podcast part of WRI's website, it's on the drop-down blog menu, you'll find lots more information about our road safety work and our city's work, including links to useful information. You can also find other episodes of Big Ideas Into Action, tackling some of the most important environmental and developmental issues in the world in which we live. You can, of course, also subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or whichever podcast app you want. That's all for now. Goodbye.